Amen, amen, amen. I'm so thankful for what he's done in my life today. Thank you, Jesus. So we're going to dive in head first into this um, lesson of who can have and what are the Holy Ghost. What is the Holy Ghost? Me and Brother Justin over here is going to split and... When I get done, he's going to take over. So why don't we jump right in and let's go to um, Acts 2, verse 1. Praise the Lord. And that is loud. You might want to mute that ox button, number 13, so we don't get any more of that. Praise the Lord. Acts 1, Acts 2, I'm, excuse me. Starting with verse 1, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound of, from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house when they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like unto a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Like I said, before and as we get into this lesson, the question is, what are the steps and what, what do we have to do to be able to receive the Holy Ghost? Um, to, in, uh, to be able to enter into the kingdom of God according to the word of God, the first is faith. The second is repentance. And the third is water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. When we have done all of this in sincerity, we are fully ready to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let's turn to Acts, I mean Romans 8, verse 9. It says, but... Ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so, be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not that Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. If Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful that I have the Spirit of God in me. Thank you, Jesus. My mama, of course my mama, she was telling me the other day, but I have read this before. The word spirit, the root word is spira, which also means breath. It's where we get inspired. So you see inspired, it's, it's breathing, it's, it's, it's life. So... When we have the Spirit of God, we have the breath of God. We have it living and going in and out of us, just like He wants us to. Thank you, Jesus. When we follow the steps that Acts 2 follow, it says in Acts 2.38, we can receive the Holy Ghost. Most of the world today views that the Holy Ghost was an optional blessing that is not essential to salvation. But how important is the Holy Ghost in our lives, according to the scriptures? From the Bible, it is evident that the Holy Ghost is essential in our lives for us to be saved from sin. Let's examine what God has to say on the subject 
then we can give others a reason of hope that is in us concerning the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. So let's go back to Acts 2. Let's go right to the heart of the issue, Acts 2.38, and let us read that before we go into what the prophets spoke of the Holy Ghost. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord shall call. Thank you, Jesus. And we may, we, like I have thought in my head, and there's many that has asked, why I have never heard of the Holy Ghost, and it's not spoken in the Old Testament. Like, where is the evidence that we need it and that it's existing? So when we go to, let's go to the Isaiah verse 20, uh, chapter 28, verse 9. Chapter 28, verse 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast, for precip must be on, upon precipit, and precipit on precipit, and line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. For with stammering lips, here we go, and another tongue will he speak to his people, to whom he said, This is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. This is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. The Holy Ghost is a refreshing. It's a cleansing thing. It cleans the heart of a, a sinner and puts back into the Spirit of God in their heart. And we see in verse 11, for with sambering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. We see the evidence right there how you receive the Holy Ghost with stammering lips in another tongue. Praise the Lord. It foretells. Isaiah foretells of this. This happens way before Acts and way before Jesus' time, but it's telling you that it's coming. Let us go to Joel 2, chapter, uh, chapter 2, verse 28. And it came to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and to your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon thy handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. This actually correlates perfectly with Acts 2 verse, uh, verse 1 like we had just read at the beginning of our, our lesson Let's go back to it just to make sure to correlate, to make, make the dots connect with Joel 2 and Acts 2. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound of heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And verse 4, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We see a correlation. The Spirit is being poured out in Acts, but is being foretold in Joel. Praise the Lord. In jo uh, even John the Baptist, 
even before Jesus. Of course, we know that John the Baptist was the cousin of Jesus. And in all four Gospels, the writers of John's prophecy of Christ mentions that he had said, about, said something about being baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. In, Act, in Matthew 3, verse 11, it says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. We also see it in John 1, in verse 33, and it says, And I knew him not, that that's he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. This is John saying this directly in reference to Jesus. Praise the Lord. Because we know that Jesus is the one that gives us the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. He is our comforter. He is our friend. Amen. Jesus Christ, of course, like there has been many that has asked, like, how do we know that we have to have the Holy Ghost? I don't think we, we need it for essential for salvation. But even Jesus Christ said stuff and said uh, and quoted scripture from, from the Old Testament in reference to receiving the Holy Ghost. Let's see, I've lost my place real quick. Right here. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13. It says, For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand and I am not the body, it is therefore not the body. And an ear shall say, because I am not. And an ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. It is therefore not of the body. So this is saying that one part of the body shouldn't say, "I don't need the spirit." I'm not. I'm not a part of the body because I don't need the Holy Ghost. But this is saying that everyone and every part of the kingdom needs the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. In John chapter 7, verse 37, let's turn there real quick. It refers, Jesus refers to the Holy Ghost as living water. John chapter 7, verse 37. It says, On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whose whom he believed in him were to receive 
For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. We see that when we believe and we receive and follow the steps that Acts 2 had pointed out to us, we can receive the Holy Ghost, have rivers of living water, and never thirst again. Praise the Lord. You know, every once in a while, I get thirsty every day. Who gets thirsty? I, I, hope, I hope you do, because if you don't, there's something wrong with you and you're dehydrated. Praise the Lord. That's what, that's what happens when I don't continually, continually rejuvenate the Holy Ghost. I get dehydrated. Praise the Lord. He also says, and, and Jesus also promises his followers that they will be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence after he was glorified and went up into heaven in Acts 1 verse 5. Because then Jesus ascends into the heaven to fill all the promises he had, he had given to the disciples in just a few days. Because he came back as a comforter. He came back as a friend in the, in the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. So what is the Holy Ghost? Many man-made terms that are not consistent with the Bible are used to describe the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit. To answer these questions properly, of course, let's go to the Bible. Each of the following terms are synonymous terms describing the Holy Ghost. Let's go to, let's see. I have all these scriptures on my phone. and all the, I have the Bible right here, but I have them on my pictures so I can just scroll through. But then you have so many scriptures, you forget which photo you're on. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Let's go to verse John, uh, chapter John. Huh. Let's go to the book John, chapter 3, verse 1. There we go. Chapter John. That, that would be interesting right there. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus and a ruler of the Jews. And then the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be in him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, cannot see the kingdom of God. And I think Nicodemus looked at Jesus just as every one of us would have looked at Jesus if he had said that. How can we born, be born again? Jesus, uh, Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter into the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. We see that we, and when we are baptized in the name of Jesus, and then we, uh, when we receive the Spirit, we become a living child of God. We receive the promise that is given unto us to be able to be able to go into heaven with Jesus. Praise the Lord. 
That's the birth. The Spirit of Christ. Amen. Let's go and let's understand there's one more term that is referred with the Holy Ghost, and that is the Comforter. Jesus mentions and calls the Holy Ghost the Comforter, the Spirit of truth, a guide and a testifier, and a reprover. Let's go to John 14, verse 16. And it says, and I will pray the Father. There we go. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. There's the promise that it should be in you right there. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, and ye shall live also. Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful that Jesus said these words. Oh, hallelujah. That while he was leaving the earth, he did not leave the children of God and the disciples comfortless. And we can be adopted into his kingdom, and we can be adopted into his family. Thank you, Lord, and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse at John 14 again. Verse 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. He's a teacher. And bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I said unto you. Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful that when I walk in the Holy Ghost that I can remember things. Because in my human flesh and my human mind, it can't remember a lot, praise the Lord. But when I'm walking in the Holy Ghost, I can, I can spit scripture, uh, speak scripture. I, that's a, that's a um, uh, gen, Generation Z term right there, spit scripture. <laughs> praise the Lord. But verse 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let, your not, let your, not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Praise the Lord. I don't want to be afraid today. I know that I can receive and that I have the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Of course, in John chapter 15, the very next chapter, it says, in verse 26, but when the comforter is come, whom will I send unto you from the Father? Whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify me. I'm so thankful that Jesus is the truth. He is a light. He is everything that I need. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Justin, please come and finish this lesson. Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful for what he's doing. Amen. So thankful for the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Brother Jace. Now, Brother Jace moved around a whole lot more than I do, so y'all have to y'all gonna have to get comfortable. Amen. 
I love to watch these young people as they get excited about what they're talking about. And man, you can just tell they just can't, can't keep it all together. Amen. Who can have the Holy Ghost? Think about that this morning. Who can have the Holy Ghost? And our lesson says God has made conditional promises to those who want the Holy Ghost. So the first thing to get the Holy Ghost, you got to want it. Lord's not going to force anything upon you. So those that want the Holy Ghost can have the Holy Ghost. If you don't want it, then you can't have it. Amen. When these Bible conditions are met, anyone can have the Holy Ghost. God is no respecter of persons, but will give the Holy Ghost to them that ask him. Amen. It takes some asking. It takes some effort upon your and my part to receive this precious gift that we call the Holy Ghost. How do I get it, though? After I ask about it, and I, I understand, Brother Jace laid the foundation there of, of the Holy Ghost and this, the comforter. But when I ask for it, what am I asking for? And how do I know that I got it? On the day of Pentecost, the birthday of the church, the 120 spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. If you ever, ever heard Pastor Mose, he says this quite regularly, utterance or the ability to speak. Was it their own speaking, but it was the Lord speaking through them. He gave them this utterance when they received the Holy Ghost. That's Acts 2, 1 through 4. God's word is very precise in giving us an example after example of this phenomenon sign of speaking in tongues as evidence as one has received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Millions, literally millions, have experienced this glorious utterance when they received the like precious gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. To the world, that may sound confusing, and it may sound, um, I've even heard it said, scary. Y'all probably heard that before. Uh, that's scary to know that. I don't know what y'all are doing when you're speaking in tongues or whatever, or this or that. And I, I, I can only imagine, uh, most of y'all know my history. I was born and raised in church, so it wasn't even a, a difference for me. But I can empathize with people that is unfamiliar with speaking in tongues. It's different. I see you shaking your head, Gabby. That is a unique thing. And it takes some adjustment and some teaching to understand. But that is someone receiving that gift, uh, if it's their first time, the gift of the Holy Ghost. When they, when they repented of their sins, like he said, when they had faith in God, repented of their sins, been baptized in his name, and then they say, God, here I am. I'm asking for you. I want you in me. I need you in me. I can't do this on my own. And you see that additional, that, that first time evidence of speaking in tongues. But it don't have to stop there. I need a renewing all the time, Sister Benita. Amen. Amen. I, I feel like I go into the world and something sometimes is extracted from me. And I have to go back to a place with the Lord and Find myself on a need. God, I need you again. I, I want to make sure that, that my cup is full, Lord. Uh, 
I don't want to be empty and filled with the things of this life, but God, I want to be filled with you. And when I get sincere and I do the same steps, I go through repentance. God, if there's something between me and you, Lord, clean that up. I want to, I want to wash that clean. I want to make sure I'm right and we're okay, God. And I go through that and I'm having faith in it. Something happens immediately and the Lord starts speaking through me. Amen. What a wonderful experience it is to receive that precious gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There's several terms used as we talk about it, as we look through the scriptures of, of, of the Holy Ghost. Terms like baptism of the Holy Ghost, filled with the Holy Ghost, gift of the Holy Ghost, receive the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost come upon you, the Holy Ghost was poured out, the Holy Ghost was sent down from heaven, the Holy Ghost fell, and the, and it, and the Holy Ghost was shed on us. That sounds like a bunch of different things, but it's not. It's all reflections of the Holy Ghost on humanity. Brother Jace, you read it, Acts 10, 44 through 48. And uh, Sister Beverly, I know you like this scripture because this is Cornelius. And it says, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell, notice fell, on them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them, what they do? For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. How'd they know it? Because they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord, then prayed they him to tarry certain days. So even in the context of these four scriptures, we've got the Holy Ghost fell on someone, poured out, it was a gift, and they received it. Now some could say, and try to make an argument, which is not true, that this is four different occasions. Four different things happened here. Many ideas have been projected by man concerning degrees or stages of the Holy Ghost coming into a person's life. Fanciful ideas. What Brother Moses calls arresting the scriptures. Trying to force it into something it's not. This was one occasion when these people heard the words of Peter for the first time and said, I want what he's talking about. That's what I, they had a hunger they had a faith, they had a desire, and the Holy Ghost fell on them or was poured out on them or they received it. It was all one experience. It was all at one time. They received the Holy Ghost then. When Cornelius and his household were filled with the Holy Ghost, four of these terms were used in the five verses, like I just said. May I ask, did Cornelius get four different kinds, stages, or degrees of the Holy Ghost? No, he did not. No, it was one experience described in four different ways. Let me tell you today, when you receive that gift of the Holy Ghost, you're going to struggle to describe it. It is so good. And you're going to say, man, that was great. Oh, that was awesome. Man, that was wonderful. That was a marvelous experience. That don't make it four different things. 
But it was the gift of the Holy Ghost coming on you. Man, I get excited. I said I wasn't going to move around, Brother Jace. But, but that, that makes me excited. I, I remember back to the day I received the Holy Ghost for the first time. August of 19, 1992. I remember it very well. I was 12 years old, and I, I found that place in the Lord that I repented of my sins, and I said, I'm open, God. Here I am. I want to be used of you. Send me. And he give me that precious gift of the Holy Ghost at an at a early age of 12. My, my wonderful wife, at the age of five, received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's for anybody. From five to a 205 to 1,005, it doesn't matter. The Lord loves you, and he wants to give you that special, precious gift today. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I feel the presence of the Lord here this morning. I feel the Holy Ghost today. Hallelujah. Amen. The importance of the Holy Ghost. Why is this so important? And Brother Justin, why are we taking this whole Sunday morning to talk about this lesson? It's God's Spirit is very important to us in our lives. It is a very sacred thing. It's sacred so much that Jesus warned us to not blaspheme or not speak against the Holy Ghost. It's so important that he says forgiveness cannot be obtained from this sin of blaspheming the Holy Ghost. That's putting it on a little different level. That's raising the bar pretty high. It's pretty important. Blaspheming against the Holy Ghost is the only unpardonable sin, and any and all other sins can be forgiven. That, that makes it very, very important. Without the Holy Ghost, we will not be in the catching away of the church. Come on, somebody. I want to go that day when the trumpet sounds. I want to be a part of that number. And without the Holy Ghost, the Bible is telling me that I won't be part of that number. That raises it on the priority list. There's a lot of things I want to accomplish and do in life, but first I must make sure that me and him are right. And I have that gift in me. Because I want my ticket. That's my ticket. Amen. First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, 16 through 18 says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. If you have the Spirit of the Lord living in you, the Holy Ghost, the Lord coming should be a comfort to you. Amen. I don't, I don't want to see anyone left here. And, and, I, and I pray for, for my, my friends and neighbors that don't know this great precious truth. But it is a comfort to know that me and him are walking together. Me and the Lord are walking in unison and he's in me. Amen. Amen. Without the Spirit of Christ, we are none of His. Romans 8, 9 says, But 
ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. If you do not have that spirit living in you, the Romans is telling us here, you're not part. You don't belong with the Lord. Oh, hallelujah today. I want to double down and make sure. Today's the day of salvation. Today is my opportunity to make sure me and him are together. And I have that precious gift living inside of me. 1 Corinthians 12 and 3, it says, Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God called Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord, but, but by the Holy Ghost. I can't even say that Jesus is my Lord. I can say the words, but it has no meaning. It can be hollow. But by the Holy Ghost, when His Spirit is in me, then I declare Him as my Lord. I can't declare Him as my Lord if He's not living in me. Amen. We must have the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Acts, the second chapter in the 38th verse. Most could quote this. Mr. McMullen, you, this one's for you. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Once a person has accomplished the steps of faith, repentance, what faith, repentance, baptism, and receiving the Holy Ghost, his salvation from sin is complete. Though this may, may sound like a big order, and it is, it can be achieved in one's life very quickly. It is your responsibility to believe and repent. Allow a man of God to baptize you, then God will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. This, my friend, is salvation. That is your way out. That is your open door. That's how we make sure that we're going to heaven with the Lord. Uh, it's been, it's, it's, the analogy has been drawn before that we in life found ourselves floating along in a, in a, in a huge pool of water and even drowning. And when the Lord offers us that precious gift, that's our life preserver out of that drowning pool of water. Amen. I'm glad one day not only did he throw it to me, but I grabbed a hope to it. I believe today that the Lord's reaching for many people. And he's constantly throwing the life preserver. Saying, I hope you get it. Here it is. I want to offer it to you. Please accept this. But it's some work on my part that I have to reach up and I have to, I have to grab it. And I have to get a hold to this truth. And then once I get a hold to it, i got to hold on to it. Amen. And i got to hold it dear to me. Amen. I don't want to cast the life preserver aside and go back into the pool. But today I want to hold it close and, and dear. Amen. Amen. 
What is salvation? The sum total of this glorious experience is described in the Bible in several synonymous terms. A few of them are below. It is a washing. 1 Corinthians 6 and 11 says, And such were some of you. That'd be me. Some of us were drunkards and sinners and vile and wretched. Such were some of you, but we are washed. But you are sanctified. But you are justified in the Lord, in the name of the Lord, and by the Spirit of our God or the Holy Ghost. How am I washed? I'm washed by the Holy Ghost. How am I sanctified? I'm sanctified by the Holy How am I justified? It's all through His Spirit living in me. That is salvation, my friend. Amen. The washing away of my old self and, and taking on Him today. Amen. Ephesians, the second chapter, 1 through 6 says, And ye hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also ye all had our conversations in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, oh, hallelujah today. We walked in the flesh, we were wrathful people, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. And had raised up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This salvation that we're talking about this morning is a resurrection for us. I once was dead to my sins. But the Lord recreated and resurrected my spirit out of that sinful state. And give me hope. Amen. Give me peace. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm glad he cared for me today. I'm glad he put that extra amount on me. Whatever you don't want, I'll take. Amen. I've got to have it today. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but my fleshly self gets in the way sometimes. My carnal nature and desires gets in the way sometimes. And I have to go back and say, God, uh, let me start over and let me try again. Oh, wash me again. Uh, I need a resurrection, Lord. Uh, I need help today. Praise the Lord. But God, who is rich in mercy. Thank you, Lord, that we serve a merciful God. Amen. That knows where we're at. Uh, this salvation is also a birth. Brother Jace read this scripture, but, but it, it's, it's John 3, 1 through 8. There was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher 
from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. This salvation that we're talking about today is rebirth. We get to be born again. We get a new start. Praise the Lord. Have you ever started a project and wish, man, I wish I could just start that over. I have made a mess out of that. Sister Moses, I'm sure as you're making one of them dresses, sometimes you just want to cut it up and start over. I'm glad the Lord gave me that opportunity. As I was going through life, living the way I, I wanted to, I found myself at a crossroad and the Lord said, here's your chance. We can start all over. No matter what age you are, no matter how far down the road you are, we can just say, today, I'm starting over. It's me and you, Jesus. Uh, we're going to start this thing over. Amen. And be born again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Help me, Lord. Amen. I want to live right. I want to do right. Uh, but there's times that I have to come back and say, God, Help me. Help me. Recreate this thing in me again. Amen. Another thing that we could put into salvation is being saved. Titus 3 and 5 says, Not by works of righteousness which you have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and the renewing of Come on, somebody. Of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not by works of righteousness, which you have done. Not anything that I can do. But according to his mercy, he saved us. How did he do it? By the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. That's why it's important, friend. We must have the Holy Ghost uh, to be saved. We must have it to be saved today. Amen. Amen. For 2 Corinthians 5, 17. When we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, we are new creatures. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, if you have received the gift of the Holy Ghost... He is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Praise the Lord. I don't want what I used to want. I don't talk like I used to talk. I don't have the same desires I used to have. All of that has changed in me. Why? The Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. I can't do it in and of myself. My works are not good enough. But when he's in me, I want different things. I want it a different way, Lord. I don't want to go the way I used to go. I, I don't want to live like I used to live, God. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Amen. The first martyr, Stephen Martyr, he was stoned for standing up for the truth. 
Acts 6 and 3 says he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. That gave him strength to stand in the face of the enemy. Not Stephen. But Stephen, filled with the Holy Ghost, was able to stand against the enemy. Justin can't stand against temptation. But Justin, filled with the Holy Ghost, can stand against the tempter of the world. It's not me, but it's him in me. The Bible says, Christ in me, the hope of glory. My hope is in him, not in me. I can't do it in and of myself, but with him all things are possible. We can do it together. Hallelujah. Amen. Acts the 19th chapter and the second verse. We're, we're coming to an end. Praise the Lord. I'm excited today. Acts 19 and 2. And he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Here we find Paul is speaking to John's disciples, and these are good people. They want to do what's right. And they know what they know, and that's all they know. And they believe. And here, here he comes along the way, and Apollos, and man, they find these good brethren. And they got a question for them. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Uh, believing is a great thing, friend. Uh, I, I hope every one of us believes that, that, that the Lord is our Savior. We must do that. But the question is, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Have you took the next step? Believing is the first step, and I am not negating it or running it down in any context. We must do that. It is a, it is a necessity. You, you, you'll never receive the Holy Ghost if you don't believe. So first and foremost, we must believe we must believe that, that the Lord is. He is God. Amen. That he can be our personal Savior. We must believe that. Amen. And then we take the next step. We come to an old-fashioned altar and we repent. We say, God, wash me clean. God, I'm sorry for what I've done, the sins that I've committed, my errors, my faults, my failures. God, there may be many, and I am sorry. And then I find myself in, in, the, in baptism. I, I go down into a watery grave and all of that is washed away. And then I'm prepared. My, the doors are open. The house is clean. I'm ready for the Lord's Spirit to go inside of me. Amen. Amen. And then I come and just start worshiping and magnifying God. And He will fill you with that precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And you'll know you got it. Because you'll be speaking in a, in a tongue you don't know. Amen. Then you know that I'm on the right road. I've received this thing called salvation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you haven't received the Holy Ghost, today could be your day. Amen. 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 Go ahead. John 3 and 5. Yes, sir. Let's, let's just look it up.
You got it on the screen, Sister Misty? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He must be born of water. How do I how am I born of water? That goes back to what we were talking about in baptism. That is that is this physical man going down in water, being born of that water. And then the spirit baptism is that Holy Ghost coming inside of me. We must be born again of water, baptism in his name. I'm, I'm, I'm having a rebirth of my physical man. And then I have to have a rebirth of the spiritual man, the spirit side of me. It can't be halfway. It can't be halfway. We have to have both today. We must. It, Brother Brown, I say, except, except. It's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty straight clause there. If you don't do this, you, it won't work. Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That's heaven today. I want to go today. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can we just stand this morning and love the Lord? We worship you today. Uh, we thank you for your goodness. Uh, we thank you for your mercy. Uh, we thank you for your love. We thank you for the